The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, featuring special guests discussing a wide range of topics and personal stories. The Pirate Radio Podcast is presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit WhiteClaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studio, here's Shirley Rhodes. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast featuring Troy Dreyfus and Meredith Jaco from Uptown Greenville. The Pirate Radio Podcast is brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. On today's podcast, Troy and Meredith will have a great discussion on some of the big projects that are headed to Greenville and, of course, Freeboot Friday. Sit back and relax. Today's Pirate Radio Podcast presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer starts right now. Welcome into the Pirate Radio Podcast. Great to have Meredith Jaco in studio with us from Uptown Greenville. Welcome back to the studio, Meredith. Good to see you again. Good to see you, Trey. Thanks for having me. Well, you guys have a lot going on, and we wanted to have you in to talk about all the things going on in the center city, downtown, or as you would refer to it, the uptown area of Greenville, North Carolina. It's going to be buzzing. Of course, Freeboot Friday is back officially after a year hiatus, finally coming back for football season. So I know you are excited about that. Yeah, it's interesting. We haven't hosted Freeboot Friday since fall of 2019. Um, We're ready to bring it back for the 2021 season, kicking it off this Friday. Um, your, Your standard, it's got your band, it's got your your um, food trucks, your beer and wine, your awesome sponsors, kids' activities. But really what it's got is pirate pride and celebrating uh, our ECU football team. For folks that aren't aware of Freeboot Friday, it's kind of turned into the community pep rally party, so to speak, pregame party, the day before home football games. So it's not just one for someone new that might just be tuning in that's not familiar with it. Discuss what that event, you know, not necessarily how it got here you know we've been a part of it now for i don't know how many years we've been doing this it seems like 20 some yeah we're on year 21 this year yeah it's amazing but what exactly freeboot friday is and represents so freeboot friday we coin it as the official pep rally of home ecu football games and our goal is to bring the community together into one area the heart of greenville and really celebrate and rally around our ecu football team to set the tone for the weekend for for the game day and it is the fridays before a saturday game so there's five of those this year there's so four of them four we don't do the the holiday weekend that's one. right so four of those and then one there's a Thursday night game. Yep, but we so only four free boot Fridays this year, so you need to get out there and enjoy them. Exactly, only four chances to really celebrate your Pirates, and we always have visits from Coach Houston, various um, athletic teams. We'll have the band and cheerleaders out there. This Friday actually has Coach Houston. He's gonna um, speak to the crowd, get the crowd amped up, ready for Saturday's game. Starts at five thirty. And it is free to attend. There's no cost. But you do have bring some money because you can enjoy a pirate beverage and some adult beverages. We call those grog here in Pirate Nation. And uh, the money raised goes to benefit your organization, Uptown Greenville, and stays right here locally. And it goes to how long now? So it's 530 to 830. So three-hour time frame. Um, The band will kick off right at 530. Coach Houston will come in around 645. so get there, grab a seat, mosey around, and enjoy. And there's a different band every week, or every freeboot, I should say. There is. What's the theme this year, or what's the theme of the so, bands? So this week is the Dundees. They're kind of a classic rock and hits band. Um, the next event on September 24th sees, 
I'm blanking on the band. Of course, I had to try to list them off. I know. I should, I, <laughs> Put me on the trick spot. Trick question right there. Put I, me on the spot. Do not have a list in front. It's all right. Oh, now. it's um, Trainwreck. Trainwreck. Oh, yeah, They're a local those, band. Those guys are great. They're awesome. Yeah. Uh, the homecoming event we'll see in October. We'll see Heads Up Penny. They're actually ECU alum, so it's always great to bring alum for homecoming. Really tie all that in. And the final one, Military Appreciation. We're bringing back Painted Man. They were a really funky soul jazz style band. All so. right. Good recall from memory right there, Meredith. <laughs> it took me a second, very, Troy. Very impressive. Put me on the spot. <laughs> All right, so looking forward to Freeboot. We will be out there with Pirate Radio. In fact, we'll be debuting some brand new shirts. We've never done these before. They are going to be really cool. And there's a gold out game coming up sometime soon for ECU football. It might be the next game. I think it's the September 25th game. Yeah, so we are debuting. If you want, if and here's the thing. I was talking to some folks about this. And like, the problem with gold is it doesn't rise. It's hard to find good looking gold shirts. You know, not everybody looks good in gold. You know, that's why purple is so popular black white those type of color shirts gold is can can be a tough color on people sometimes we have got a gold shirt that i think will be a home run for folks if you're looking for a shirt for the gold out which will be you know a couple weeks from now uh we are debuting our first ever tie-dye pirate radio shirt oh cool bringing it back with pirate vibes only on the front so i think it is going to be really cool the first time you'll be able to get your hands on these will be at freeboot friday look at that exclusive exclusive item right there (laughs) so come on out check that out and uh we'll be selling those at the pirate radio table so uh, they're going to be really cool shirts and i think some of the best looking shirts we've ever done so check those out too while you're out there and all the vendors that are there and as we said there's no calls to attend but bring some money because you're going to want some stuff and you're probably going to want a drink or two absolutely uh that is free boot friday once again gets kicked off this week uh let's talk about other events going on in the area there's uh dickinson avenue anyone that hasn't been here that might be listening to us from out of town if they haven't been back to greenville in a couple years they're gonna be a little stunned i think when they come back and see how much growth and development there's been in in just this part of the city not counting anywhere else uh and dickinson avenue is a big part of that yeah absolutely you know dickinson avenue used to be an area that not a lot of people traveled um but it's really thanks to some great investors and developers and and, uh, business owners, it's really transformed into a great spot to be. It's got breweries, restaurants, um, a hatchet throwing place, you know, a a tap room. It's got really a lot of unique businesses um, that you can hop from one to another. So Dickinson After Dark, we kind of pay homage to the folks who really started the development down there, which was a microbrewery called Trollingwood. and we do a craft beer festival right there on 8th Street off of Dickinson, and it's October 15th. It's a 7 to 10 p.m. event. Um, we partner with Picasso, which is a local organization, and um, it's a craft beer festival, so samples and full pours. We highlight, though, breweries uh, east of 95, so we like to make it exclusive. We kind of make it regional to where if you go to the event and you sample something you like, you can make it to the brewery and, and make a day trip there. So Now, is that a ticketed event for that? Um, it is free to attend, but to consume, there are tickets and tokens based okay. on sample sizes. And there's a DJ and food So you don't trucks. have to like buy anything in advance? Nope. Okay. You can... Um, you can pre-purchase packages. We've done that uh, a, a few years. So just stay tuned to the Dickinson Avenue After Dark um Facebook page. All right. And the revival of that area has really just been amazing to see because, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. That was really kind of a rundown part of town. And 
to see what it is now is an incredible turnaround. Yeah, the amount of investment and, and hard work in that area. Um, you know, Thomas Taft with uh, Taft Family Ventures just relocated their headquarters there. They did a lot of work um, along the parcels of 8th Street to really update those. The city completed that Town Creek Culvert project. That was a three-year project. It upgraded that entire street, so it's a completely new new area to enjoy. All right. Uh, once again, we are talking to Meredith with Uptown Granville about a lot of the events coming to this area during this fall. And it's uh, not just events that are coming, but future projects. And these things are some big projects coming your way, our way, the community's way, multi-million dollar projects on on the schedule for completion in the near future. Let's start with, first of all, the hotels. We've gone from really not having any hotels in the downtown area to going to have multiple hotels, from what I understand. Yeah, so Uptown used to have a downtown hotel. It was called the Proctor Hotel over there on the corner of 3rd and Evans, and many years ago that converted into office space. So it's exciting to have a hotel component back within the downtown and not just one, but two. Um, so we will have a Hilton Garden Inn going in along Evans Street uh, there between 5th and 4th. Uh, those are ECU alums, so I'm really excited to have that investment back in the downtown. Um, that one is a 90-room boutique-style hotel, so opportunities to um, come down here, stay in the downtown, enjoy the city, and, and honestly park at the parking deck and not need your car for the weekend, which yeah. is not something we're used to down here. Um, great way to really show off our city. Uh, it'll be eight stories. So everything around that, I think the tallest building close by is two stories. So it'll really um, stick out and start to develop a skyline. Downtown. I was going to say, it's going to change the skyline downtown. Right. For sure. Uh, so that is, when is that scheduled to start? Do they have a date on that yet? Yeah. So they're scheduled to start end of this year. So they'll start moving dirt and, and digging around later on this year. How long does it take to build a project like that, you think? So their goal is 18 months. Um and so that's it's a great timeline to have. All right, and uh, that is the one on Evan Street, only a couple blocks here from Pirate Radio. What? Have, and then there's another one called the, uh, I believe, the Ficklin. Yeah, so the Ficklin Hotel is going to go on the corner of Eighth and Washington Street. It's where the UNX building is right now. Um, that will it's paying homage to E. B. Ficklin, which was the tobacco warehouse there. Um, that'll be a seventy room boutique style hotel. They'll have an event space, which is we have an event space here in downtown right now, the Martinsboro, and it'll be great to have additional event spaces um, and a restaurant as well within the um, within the building. And then they have a 25,000 square foot warehouse space called the Star Warehouse. So they have both of those uh, buildings and they're going to turn that into a food hall and market space. So that will be great to kind of get folks, if you have an idea, right? And you want to start off small and then get your own bricks and mortar, there's a way to start it. Or if there's a food truck, right? There's there's your kind of sticks and bricks. Yeah, the food hall concept and ideas have been very popular across the country and uh, the hot new trend. Yeah. So, so this will be the first one in Greenville once but they get this up and running. They're also wildly successful. You know, they, yep. they oftentimes have, um, these folks will stay a little while and then they'll realize that their business model is awesome and then they'll put themselves in a um, in a vacant property or, you know, there's one in Raleigh that has a secret hidden bar in it, you know, and it, so it creates this kind of elusive travel where, um, you know, it, it's intriguing. You could also go and sample one of everything, which is what 
I like to do. Yeah. <laughs> if I end up at those places, you know, I'm grabbing a little bit from everybody and it's great to highlight the local flair as well. Absolutely. You mentioned the hotel in Evans will be a Hilton Garden Inn brand. Will the Ficklin have a national brand or will that just be truly a local boutique hotel? They are partnering with Marriott. Okay. So mm-hmm. they'll have a national flag with that too. They will. Uh, those are a couple of the big projects coming up. Of course, anyone that's been down here lately have seen what ECU's putting on just uh, once again, a couple blocks away from here too with the new STEM building that they're putting up. And they got the ECU signage. It's really kind of the first thing you see now as you come over the bridge. Yeah, so that's um, underway. It's set to be completed relatively soon. And it's the uh, science, technology, engineering, and math location. And it's like a research facility for ECU. And that's fantastic that it's coming to fruition. Great to have as a former ECU student. That's a building I'd probably never be in. (laughs) Depends on your (laughs) major, right? None of those were, uh, was my specialty, Meredith, (laughs) but uh, it looks nice. I will say that. What did you major in? Uh, I came, actually, I came to ECU as a art major and I got lost in the system four years in and decided what am I going to do with an art degree and I decided to keep it as a minor and switch to communication. So there you go. I put my art and communication degree to get to work every day in you the do. communication business and now in the graphic business. So. Right. We're both we're both yeah. ECU community. Exactly. Well. I remember speaking as a young not to get too sidetracked but a young student of Meredith. <laughs> I remember you contacted me would you like to speak to our student group? Yes. It was I East Carolina that. like communications club. It was. We did a panel. That was awesome. Yeah. It was that was the first time I and then you were I believe interning at the time. I was. With Uptown Greenville. And look at you now look Meredith. Me now. All grown up. <laughs> You've done so great. <laughs> Thank uh, you. But yeah that was how many years ago was that? Was that like 10 years ago? Probably? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, time wild. flies, doesn't it? If time flies when you're having fun, right? Isn't yeah. What I've never been invited back to speak to ECU since then. So it was a big... <laughs> I'll call my people, Trey. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, that was a fun event, though. But uh, East Carolina giving folks opportunities to have opportunities, as yeah, I like to say. Yeah, exactly. So we're a couple examples of that. Uh, let's talk about how things are going to look better down here, too. There's always a constant push and improvement to try and improve the, the how just the beautification of downtown Greenville. There's some funds that are going to be coming this way to help with that venture, correct? Yeah. So um, the city was awarded a, a USDOT Build Grant Award. Um, so they have a $25 million streetscape project of Fifth Street, which really is the main street within our downtown. There's a you could probably debate it if it was Fifth or Evans, right? But that will streetscape from Memorial all the way to Reed Circle um, with a bulk of it in in the downtown. So how does that money get put to use? What do you use it for? So they are going to update the roadways, update the sidewalks, um, update the landscaping, um, brick inlays. There'll be roundabouts within West Greenville. Um, there's expansions to uh, greenways, a part of that. So it's a lot of various um, updates and upgrades. It'll really give Fifth Street a facelift. Um, but the way our organization is going to help is we're going to add in the benches and the you know the nice trash cans and the um, make sure that there is landscaping everywhere available and fill in those gaps if need be. How long will this take for this project to be completed? When does it get started? So they're hoping to start digging spring of next year, um, and it'll be a three-year timeline. So probably end of 2025 is the full completion. They'll jump around along Fifth Street. Um, There'll be certain times they won't be within the downtown based on the seasons. So, and if, if folks have been down to downtown Washington lately, they can see what a, a beautification of a streetscape looks like. Exactly. Because now they spent a lot of money and upgraded the sidewalks and changed a lot of things around. But that was a pretty impressive project they had down there too, which I know is something you guys have seen. Yeah, and we'll do something similar here. You know, think thinking those um, tree beds and just the stuff that makes you go, "Wow, it looks really pretty here." 
um, and upgrading the utilities along the way. Look forward to seeing that project uh, get started. Also, other things going on, you know, the, the intersect, what is it, intersect east? Yeah. That's kind of a, what is it, it's kind of like a public-private partnership type of deal. Where, yes, but that's over in the old warehouse district. Is that still considered uptown? Um, it's just on the fringe, so okay. of course we'll welcome them in. Um, it used to be the Millennial Campus. It was an effort of ECUs, and um, they brought on, they moved into a partnership with Tim Elliott with Sidewalk Communities, and it's now Intersect East. Um, it will have various uh, office space, ECU research space, but it'll have apartments, it will have townhomes, it will have restaurants, it will have retail, it will have green space. You know, there's, there's, we all know that there we're lacking when it comes to the residential options for young professionals within the downtown, and this will really aid to that. Um, it's 1.3 million square feet. Wow! So there's continuing to keep the historic buildings that are there, right? And they're going to move in four phases, which I think will be great. They'll they'll slowly move through. It'll take about eight years, but they'll move in phases and start to open things up, but also transform that. Um, that area because it's really just been vacant warehouses for many yeah. years um and that'll also be kind of the front porch as people come into town right you'll so. i mean you'll you'll have the beautiful view over the connector you know you'll have this intersect east project on the right you'll have the downtown on the left um you'll have the stem center that you arrive to when you when you come off the overpass so it's um it's truly going to change really the the landscape of the downtown and then when the imperial site gets underway just on the other side art you know the dickinson avenue side of the connector you know we're talking major major development within the downtown we're talking tall buildings right skyscrapers quote unquote or what we'll consider skyscrapers and uh really will change the look of this city as we continue to grow to what we want to be the metropolitan of the east now when does this intersect east project kind of get underway so they're going to start that the end of this year but like i said it'll be in four phases so they'll they'll start phase one um towards the end of this year so lots of projects that were announced in the past years but awesome projects that are really going to start to get underway and you'll start seeing dirt move and and buildings go up and that's when it really comes to fruition yeah i think unfortunately for these folks i I think they lost a little bit of the buzz they might have had in the community because when they did the ribbon cutting and announcement it was like right in the middle of last year the pandemic and they had to do it virtually and it, it kind of lost a little bit of the attention i think they might have gotten with if if it was a normal year and you had a normal press event yeah but, I mean, uh, but i think so some folks are just hearing about it for the first time yeah and, and covid totally presented its uh, own challenges in the development world you know it required a lot of folks to reconsider um plans and research etc but you know it turns out that it's just catapulting them even further and it'll just get a little bit more steam and they can execute quicker meredith before i let you get out of here let's talk about uh, a time for science i drove by the other day it looked like they had a new streetscape in front of their building uh, that used to have like a ton of concrete and it was an old tire facility now it looks uh, like it's totally transformed on the outside yeah, so a Time for Science recently was named the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences satellite location. So um, fantastic designation for Emily and her team to get over there. Really cool uh, interactive center. If you haven't been, they have rotating exhibits. They do classes, all kinds of things. The art lab is within the garage bays, which is an artist work um, and gallery space. But the unveiling of the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences will be later this month, September 18th. It's an all-day event, but they've just added beautiful uh, grass to the to the front lawn, um, some planters. They'll have outdoor exhibits as well. So it's really just a, a 
truly interactive science center that um, is is really unique to to our city. But to have that North Carolina designation is a is a huge score for us. It's got to be an exciting time to be a part of uptown greenville with all these projects and all the uh, future potential it is i mean the, the development is on the horizon and you know we've really changed the outlook of uptown since in you know in the past 10 years right but the development that's on the horizon is going to continue to do that and continue to shape this center city and really make us competitive you mentioned center city i know being a former board member with you guys there was some talk at one time maybe getting away from the uptown name and, and i understand many years ago when don edwards was really pushing that there was a need to try and change the dynamic the culture of of downtown greenville even don admits it's almost mission like his goal has been achieved as far as that perception and it may be time to go ahead and call it downtown greenville again and revitalization of the downtown greenville area what about from your perspective of, of those things is it time to rebrand maybe this organization so you know changing it to uptown greenville and really giving this area a, a name right solved a perspective issue right we were perceived to be very unsafe um, and that really just switched the way people think about the area it really um, influenced the the investment within the downtown and I think it's always important to evolve you know I think it's always important to, to continue to move forward um, and and really just to, to keep up with with what's going on in your downtown you know I always say I don't care what you call it as long as you come down right central business district center city downtown uptown um, but I, I definitely think it's important to to evolve Meredith Jaco with Uptown Greenville currently, <laughs> and uh, we we will still call it that until uh, otherwise. But uh, obviously, housed here in downtown Greenville, it's not a bad thing. You know, some people say, "Oh, well, don't say down." It's still downtown Greenville. Yeah, it's whatever yeah. you want to call it, just yeah. as long as you're down here. Exactly, and uh, <laughs> we will be down here for Freeboot Friday. We look forward to being a partner with you guys on that again. Always so much fun. It feels like it's been years since we've done a Freeboot. I don't know about you. It does. But, uh, it really like, does. I, you know, sometimes towards the end of the season, I'm like, "Oh man, it's another Freeboot." Now I'm like, "Man, I can't." wait like everybody's a, itching and i'm ready to shout purple from the stage and I hear know. the crowd scream gold right i think this one will be a lot of fun so uh, appreciate all the hard work and what you and your staff does and really a lot of volunteers you know it takes a ton of people folks it's easy just to come out and enjoy it but nothing happens by itself and everything has got to get set up and planned and there's a lot of work behind the scenes that go into it that you and your team lead so we appreciate what you do for the community thank you so much thanks for your contribution as well Meredith Jaco with Uptown Greenville on the Pirate Radio Podcast. And I hope you'll join us again next time for another edition of our podcast. And that's another great episode of the Pirate Radio Podcast with Troy D. and his special guest, Meredith Jaco from Uptown Greenville. Special thanks to our sponsor, White Claw Hard Seltzer. Look for White Claw at your favorite retailer next time you're out shopping. White Claw Hard Seltzer, available in five fruit flavors, two grams of carbs, gluten-free and only 100 calories, and nothing tastes quite like it. We'll be back very soon with another edition of the Pirate Radio Podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in your Apple store. You can visit our website at pr927fm.com and follow us on social media to keep up with the latest news and information. Until next time, have a great day, everyone. You have been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast, brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Nothing tastes quite like it. Visit whiteclaw.com today. White Claw Hard Seltzer, proudly distributed by Coastal Beverage. Please drink responsibly. The Pirate Radio Podcast is an exclusive presentation by Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation.